The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Yeah, let's do this. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, chills, and spills. No thrills? Some of those too, maybe. Right, we'll make the nice. thrills. We'll make the thrills. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we defrost from the recent Polar Vortex episode to uh, dig out the tech news of the week. And we also have some thoughts on the state of streaming media. The state of streaming. Yes. Should we have like... like Really like dramatic news music to you know like this, this is, is the, the state of the streaming. Well, no, we're, no, yeah, uh, maybe. We, we can do go dramatic or we can do casual, and casual. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing, and you know, starting to cost a lot little, of money. A little jazzy, yeah, little jazzy, yeah, jazzy. Just like a little little bebop improv kind nice, of thing I there. Like that. I like but, that. Um, but yeah, but no, no, we'll do that. But, but hold on a second, this polar vortex thing. I would like to just. This is not going to be a rant. I'm not going to rant. I yeah, because Mother I'm, Nature will just laugh at yeah, you. Yeah, just laugh at me. But. Is it me, but I never heard of the polar vortex before like five, ten years ago. Yeah, it, it became, well, the news people picked it up, the media people, you know, it's sort of like bomb cyclone, you know, all of these weather bomb genesis, these weather terms that I guess meteorologists have always known, and right. then because of the popularity of the Weather Channel, and of course they have to, you know, give all of their storms little trendy names that only they use because they want them for the hashtags, and the weather service is like, no, we're not calling it that. Like Squall. Yeah, Squall's well, well Squall has been... Has it been? I think Squall is a Northeastern thing that's been around for a while. Yeah, because we but, got one of those the other day. Yeah, and I think they're very common. Like, if, if you, the New England coast, people know from Squalls, and the L.L. Bean catalog has a Squall jacket. And, that's true. And it's a thing up there, but to have a snow squall come ripping through metropolitan New York City... That's uh, not normal. It, it was a little peculiar to, oh, look, it's clear. Oh, look, there's like a blizzard out there. Oh, look, it's gone. There were little snow cyclones yeah. on the sidewalk. It was like, really like, whoosh, I was like, what is going on here? It's yeah. the end times. Yeah, no, it I'm, was. I'm, I'm getting a little overdramatic, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and it looked a lot worse than it turned out to be. It, what, it left maybe a dusting? Had it yeah, been just, sort of a blizzard, you would have had like a foot an hour and, and yeah. the wind with that. But I am kind of ranting now, aren't I? Well, you're, you're just concerned about the state of the planet and what the weather I am. is I'm doing. Concerned about, no joke. I'm concerned about the state of the planet. This is weird. It's like 145 degrees in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. It's colder than the Arctic here. Yeah. I woke up. It was minus 11. It it was it was and very chill. brisk I mean, this chill. morning. Yeah, well, brisk. and then you know, and then of course all the real feel. <laughs> you're so you're so midwestern. It was just brisk. It was. I brisk. lived in North Dakota yes, for four I'm years. Sure you, I'm sure this is we, nothing. This was like April in North Dakota. Yes, but, there you go. But but Minneapolis and Chicago did get a huge brunt. And and circling back around to your original point, like the polar vortex is this thing that's been known for a while, but it's just right. come into popular usage because it has sort of surfaced into everyday weather events and all. So why is it 20 below? But it sounds really ominous. It sounds like a, like a science fiction thing. Yeah. Like polar vortex. Yeah. Or or a, the Marvel supervillain. Yeah, like, a, yes, exactly. That's great. It like Mr. Freeze's son. But, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> sorry, he was DC. You're mixing, but, yeah, you're yeah, mixing, it, you know. Mix the houses, sorry. Uh, you know, people get upset. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's Iceman's son. Iceman's um, There you go. But it, it's, it's sort of worrisome just because we've got all these new weather terms and then like it's what four degrees in new york 
Right. One day, and then four days later, it's up to 50. So it's going to be 60 degrees, apparently, if the long term weather forecast holds. It's going to be 60 degrees in a few days. Yeah. And so to have a swing, and even just the swing from Orlando to Minneapolis, where right. I think they said it was a 105 degree differential or something by the time you know the factory, yep. that is bizarre. That is bizarre. That's that's not normal. Yeah. That's so, normal. and I, I pity anyone who's got copper pipes who are uninsulated. Ooh, yeah. uh, Oof. So, um, God bless PVC, right? Yeah. You know, better living through chemistry. Yes, indeed. Um, I guess we should do some news. News. Uh, news. That was the weather section. Yes. <laughs> that was that, our weather That was report. our weather yes. channel. No bomb cyclones here. It's just kvetching and... Kvetching. Uh, and more know, kvetching. Yes. And in the summer, some schwitzing. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the news. <laughs> moving on to the news. Uh, it's been kind of an up and down week for Apple, would you say? I would say. Yes, um, I would. Now, on the downside, uh, some of its customers discovered a bug in the company's FaceTime audio video chat software that allowed users to automatically hear audio from the other person they were calling before that person actually answered the FaceTime call and without that person knowing that whatever they were saying could be overheard by the person trying to call them. So imagine the potential for embarrassment there. Oh, look, Grandma's calling on FaceTime. Don't tell her how much you hated those pants. Oh, you know, meanwhile, man. Grandma is hearing it. Yeah. It's this guy on the phone again. Oh, yeah, so, so that, that could be a Worrisome? recipe for some awkward moments. Awkward. Apple uh, is releasing a, a software update, uh, I guess, to fix the bug. They may have already done it by the time this episode airs, but they finally got on it. They don't call them patches, right? Fixes, I fixes. guess. Patches, you know, yeah. corrections. Yeah, I, I think it's a fix. I always associate patches with Windows. Yeah, because Patch Tuesday. Right. You know, patch they they Tuesday. kind of own that. Yeah. In the meantime, though, until if, if the Apple fix has not uh, come down your way, you can disable FaceTime on iPhones, iPads, and iPod Touches in the settings and also on the Mac under the Preferences tab in the FaceTime application. The bug was announced on Data Privacy Day when the Apple Chief Executive Officer Tim Cook uh, was calling for action and reform for vital privacy protections. Oh, the irony. Yes, yeah, speaking of awkward. Now, um, some backstory on that bug, though, which you, you people... You do know I'm turning off FaceTime right now, Yes, right? Yeah, I see yeah, you, you see right me. in the settings there. Yeah. Now, this bug, of course, it cannot be called anything but facepalm, which ah, uh, nice. got picked up. Well done, well done. Uh, it was uh, reportedly discovered by a 14-year-old boy in Arizona who noticed that he could hear his friend on the other end. His mother sent video of the situation to Apple uh, the next day saying, hey, you know, we're warning the company. There's a major security flaw here. You guys should do something. But Apple support never called her back. I don't know if they were blowing her off or what, but she was really diligent. She also emailed and faxed Apple's security team. The fact that she could find a fax machine these days shows just how much she was into reporting this. And so didn't hear anything. And then she started to put the word out on Twitter and Facebook And then Apple, all of a sudden, several days later, once I think it started to get some traction in the media, advised her to set up a developer account to send in a formal bug report. Oh, really? Yeah, this this mom in Arizona, oh, set up a, uh, now that's kind of not what you want to, um, to take care of this problem. But then as soon as the story began to gain even more traction and was showing up on the nightly news and all, all of a sudden Apple's rushing to disable the group FaceTime function uh, and said it was working on this fix, so... Maybe pay attention when your users tell you that they've discovered a major, and they send you video of the thing in in uh, question. It's the it's the hubris. Hubris yes. is appropriate here, right? I, I would say so. Yes. Uh, and the state of New York isn't waiting around for Apple's internal findings and fixes on the privacy glitch either. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and State Attorney General Letitia James also just announced an investigation into the matter. Particularly, uh, they were concerned by Apple's slow response in dealing with that bug and also not warning its customers that the flaw existed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so so Tish James is not having that. No, definitely not. 
But in happier news uh, for some Apple users, uh, and this is very lightweight compared to the privacy bug, but happy news. Those who subscribe to the company's Apple Music streaming service can now listen for free on Wi-Fi equipped American Airlines flights without having to pay extra for the, in, uh, you know, the in-cabin oh, uh, nice. Internet service um, that's nice. d- during your journey. So, yeah. so that's a little something there. And early rumors collected by Bloomberg say Apple's next round of iPhones will have 3D cameras that will help boost augmented reality apps. I think they're also looking at dark mode for iOS. And uh, this will probably rouse some people, um, particularly people with heavy investments and accessories. They're also looking at a switch from the proprietary lightning port to the more standard USB-C connection. Oh, are you no, are you they, kidding me? I, I have not heard this is, is for real. They, they apparently have been testing to see the, the USB-C because it is the standard connector that most of the Android phones use and and Apple's laptops, for that matter. First, they take your headphone jack away. First they take, and then then, then all get, of your lightning see, speakers. I got all these little doodads now that yeah, help Yeah, all your adapters. And now, you know, you're really ticking me off, Apple. Yeah. Really yeah. ticking me off. And I guess it's a way to gin up new accessory licenses, but... You better have another BOGO uh, sale for mm-hmm. me to get another one of your phones. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. El Kaiser is not pleased I'm by not this. I'm not pleased. But, you know, Apple is also not pleased, and they are not pleased with Facebook. No, they're not. This is after an investigation by the TechCrunch site that revealed that the social network was paying users $20 a month to run an app called uh, the, you know, the Facebook Research VPN that uh, asked for root access to the iPhone to collect all the data coming and going. Facebook was distributing this app uh, to users through its enterprise program that developers use, which lets you sort of sidestep the app store. But they were also getting uh, people as young as 13 to sign up for this thing, which seems a little bit of a um, problem there. Yeah, just to To have 13-year-olds giving all their data for for, uh, Facebook to look at. So Apple was, A, angry that Facebook did this. You know, they sort of circumvented the App Store guidelines, kind of borked the whole thing by going around, let's do this developer style, and you don't have to go through the consumer portal to get this. So Facebook uh, was breaking Apple's policy there uh, that the enterprise system is only for distributing internal corporate apps to employees, not to paid external testers. Yeah, completely violated their rules. Yeah, and so, so Apple, not pleased with that. In retaliation, they revoked Facebook's enterprise certificate which had the side effect of breaking uh, Facebook's legitimate employees-only apps. And I know it was down for at least two days. Uh, They still could be down by the time this is aired. Uh, They'll probably fix it by then. But They're very upset. It really threw the wrench into Facebook's internal workings because all of a sudden none of their internal apps worked. Well, and none of their internal apps means they can't demo stuff either. Yeah. so That's rough. So there have been all kinds of essays, and I think even uh, Kevin Roos in the New York Times was like, is it going to be up to Apple to keep Facebook in check on privacy? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was... Uh, Apple flexing. Yeah, so, so whereas it had its own privacy glitch, uh, it has yeah. turned around. And I think it was, I mean, despite the fact that Apple support really blew it on answering these Arizona's people's report of the bug. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to... I hate to say this. I mean, I know I'm going to get flack for it, but... It seems to me that the Apple situation was more people just ignoring. Yeah, bureaucratic yeah, Bureaucratic layers. nonsense, yeah. Yeah, as opposed exactly to that. deliberately sneaking around the back door trying exactly. to get 13-year-olds to run your app so you can spy on them. Right. Yeah, that, that's it's, more it, of an ethical problem. Yeah, it's not like Apple decided, okay, you know what? We're going to make sure that you can hear other people's conversations without them knowing it. And we're going to listen, too. And yeah. we're going to listen, too. Yeah, please, that didn't happen. So who but knows? But still, if, yeah, you know, I just shut it off. Yeah, so, so, so you took care of business. Yes, and um, on a side note, uh, like Facebook, Google also had a data collection app that uh, 
invited users to download a special program with an enterprise certificate and circumvent, you know, typical App Store download procedures. Google's app was called ScreenWise Meter, and it uh, gave users, I guess, gift cards in exchange for running this thing yep, for in-depth yep. monitoring. Yep. Uh, and all that. Uh, but all of a sudden, Google said it's disabled that app on its iOS devices. So. Yeah, they did it. They did a toot the sweet, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they're oops. You know? Oh, hello. <laughs> like under the rug. Yes. yes so exactly. so that's nothing been, to see here. Yes. Uh, so they, they were paying attention there. Uh-huh. Um, now, despite all the privacy bungles, though, and along with growing public outrage over the company's use of user data and you yourself, El Kaiser, quitting the service, uh, Facebook did manage to post a record profit for the last quarter. Scooping up sixteen point nine one billion with a B dollars in revenue, which was up thirty point four percent from the year before. Mm-hmm. So they they released their earnings. Microsoft released their earnings. Everyone released their earnings. Uh, yeah, but you this know week. What the thing is, Facebook, regardless of their problems, they still have two point five, two point eight billion yeah. supposed people on the yeah, service. One point five two million a billion daily, and then I think those who check less regular like the monthly, I think right. it's two point three two billion worldwide. So yeah, so no matter what they do, they still got people yeah, for advertisers. Are you kidding me? That's like, you know, they'll throw money at Facebook for those kind of numbers. Yeah. So, so if they're legit. Yes. Yes, because there's also been stories about they uh-huh. don't actually know how many accounts are fake. Exactly. They've oh we've we caught this many, and then they said, oh, no, we actually caught this many, and how you define fake accounts. And sometimes it's just people who get confused between personal pages and business pages. Right. And so those numbers have gone up and down, and people say, well, does Facebook even know what it's killing? And they're, But they're saying, oh, you know, we're, we're starting to get the accounts. You know, we're seeing duplicates of users, and we, we destroy them as soon as they're created. Yeah. So, that, so they're running around trying to do that uh, with all of their increase in revenue uh, last month. They're, um, they've actually stopped the – Flatline in North America where it kind of plateaued a little bit with uh, usage. And then um, the there was a downward trend in Europe, and I think they've pulled up from that. So In Europe? Yes. Uh, so they're they're trying to— uh, I, don't, I don't—you know what? And see, I don't know if this was—because you know, this was fourth have, quarter, maybe it was a holiday thing. Yeah, well, there's a holiday thing, and there's a lot more advertising on, and stuff on the platform. So I'm sure they were flooding the zone with advertising. Yeah. But I find it—and again, this might be just me being cynical— it's very difficult to believe with the amount of negative publicity and negative press that Facebook has been getting over the past few months that there's an upward tick in subscribers. Yeah, well, I that think doesn't going, make any logical sense. Yeah, they're either finding new markets or maybe people got on for the holidays. But and what wanted... new markets could be left? That's what that's what I'm thinking. It's like who doesn't realize what's going on with Facebook? Yeah, I mean, it's or like, maybe people do, and they don't care because they want to see the kitty pictures. I, wow, that would be. I mean, wow. Yeah. Okay. So they're uh, and uh, well, one of the things they thought was helping them was their Facebook Stories that feature they introduced, mm-hmm. where you could yeah. do the the little video and and photo montages every day, which Instagram uh, also does. Was very popular, so I think they were really pushing people. Snap. To, yeah, yeah. So, so they were pushing people Sorry. to do stories. Yeah. I don't know if that helped, but, you know, and Facebook is still very, despite all of the, you know, there's like a data breach every week and like either people are just numb to it and say, I don't care. I want to do this anyway. Facebook's also said to be uh, working on plans to combine WhatsApp Messenger and the Instagram messaging system into one unified platform, which has some people worry, especially because WhatsApp is like the really secure one that people use. Ostensibly. Yes. They've said, well, it's not going to happen until 2020 or maybe later, but. Still, it's it's sort of like bringing everything into one centralized command. See, I'm, you know what? I, I'm going to be left with a toxic cesspool of Twitter for social. 
because I mean, I got to get rid of Instagram now too. I stopped using WhatsApp. Yeah. So I mean, what's left? Yeah. Well, and, any, and, and, and well, know, if Twitter gives you a headache too, maybe we just quit it all and go live in the woods in a shed, or we revive our GeoCities and tripod pages or email. rant on our blogs. You know, I actually read a story that email is supposed to be being like the hip social thing now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the asynchronous nature of Yeah, the, exactly. I don't know how true that is because I don't know, you know, Google still tracks what you put in your email. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. everyone's on Proton Mail maybe? I don't know. Well, oh. I, I, I guess we'll just have to observe and see where all this yes. goes. But in, in better news, um, now, we, we've talked about this before on the show about racial bias and artificial intelligence yes. systems. Yes. That's become more obvious as technology turns up more and more in everyday life and they're finding the flaws in these algorithms and all that. But IBM is trying to bring the justice here. IBM? Yes. the company. International business machines? Yes. IBM, the international business machines. Yeah. Uh, Typewriters, the Selectric, right? Mainframes. Mainframes. Yeah. No, they're, they're still into the typewriter Well, they business, got Watson right? there. They're really much Watson. into the software and, and the, the AI and all that. Their research division has released a, a new first-of-its-kind data set called Diversity in Faces that is intended to make AI more fair and accurate. Now, choosing publicly available material, uh, the Diversity in Faces collection has one million human facial images that have been annotated with 10 well-established and independent coding schemes. And they've also got human-labeled uh, predictions of age and gender in there to sort of help the software see patterns and, nice. and work better. As IBM noted, uh, we believe by extracting and releasing these facial coding scheme annotations on a large data set of one million images of faces, we will accelerate the study of diversity and coverage of data for AI facial recognition systems to ensure more fair and accurate AI systems. Today's release is simply a first step, and there's a whole press release that we'll link to, but they're they're trying to fight the fight here. I like here. this. I like this. This is this is smart move on IBM's part. Yeah. Very smart move. Yeah. So And it's so, nice to see they're still in the game. Yeah. You know, Watson does more than play Jeopardy. Apparently. Yes. Oh, uh, one side over here. Much too many people surprised. Google Plus is still here. Uh, <laughs> Google reminds everyone that it plans to retire the consumer version of the failed social network on April the 2nd. <laughs> Didn't want to do April the 1st. <laughs> April the 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much about this that I love. Yeah. Oh, so, um, I love the fact Google Plus is still here. <laughs> yes. It's like, okay. It's like Francisco Franco is yes. still dead. And finally, and fi in robot news, uh, forget about computer chess and Watson and all of those things yes. we just talked about. Yes. Those clever boffins at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have developed a robot that can both see, touch, and move smoothly enough to play the block-extracting game of Jenga. Robot Jenga, like it's moving. Do you purposely set this up this way to terrify me? Well, it's right only playing Jenga at this point. Yeah, but that leads to killing me in my sleep. It's a natural progression. So you don't want to hear about the MIT engineers developing the robot, which uses soft prong grippers, a force-sensing wrist cuff, and an external camera to delicately remove blocks from the Jenga tower? There is so much wrong with what you just read, J.D. Mm -hmm. Seriously. What was that soft, soft prong? prong gripper? And words I never want to hear you string together ever again. Okay? I, kinda, I want to see the robot no, play the Jenga. No, J.D. Listen to me. J.D. Listen to me. No. This is science. No, yeah, it's science. That's going to kill me in my sleep. Oh, it's a soft prong gripper, not oh, a hard prong gripper. Wow. It'll just, you know, You're not making it squeeze better. you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze the life It'll give out you of a me. pinch. <laughs> like my grandma when I did yes. something wrong. Okay, yes. fair enough. Now yeah. that's better. I like that imagery. Thank All right. You. So, thank you. So, and, and you know, it, it, 
some people would be worried, uh, yes. but MIT describes a process like so. As the robot carefully pushes against a block, a computer takes in a visual and tactile feedback from the camera and the cuff and compares these measurements to moves that the robot previously made. It also considers the outcome of those moves, specifically whether a block in a certain configuration or pushed with a certain amount of force was successfully extracted. In real time, the robot then learns whether to keep pushing or move to a new block in order to keep the tower from falling. So, yeah, so playing Jenga. I'm so terrified right now. Yes. That's it. Cleansing breath. Yes. And now you're going to look at Jenga in a different way now, too. I sure am. I'm getting rid of it when when I get home. Well, the Jenga itself, it's it's a perfectly Uh, fine game. It's But, yeah. Fair enough. It's a soft prong gripper. (laughs) Never again. <laughs> anyway, that that's it uh, for the news this week. Because I don't think we can really do more yeah, after you can't, that. Can't item. follow that. Yeah. Um, but for those who want to read more about everything we talked about in this section, you can find it at toptechjam.com. dot com. Some Jenga. No. <laughs> Now, we are both excited that Star Trek Discovery is back. It's on the CBS All Access app. I, myself, am also very excited because just a few days ago, they released a trailer for season three of The Good Fight, which was a spinoff of The Good Wife uh, that's streaming only. uh, But it's a very, very good show, especially if you are a Christine Baranski fan. Fantastic actor. Yes. uh, But both of these really incredible shows are on the CBS All Access app, which, as you know, is a paid streaming app. Correct. what seven bucks if or five, six or seven bucks if you have the limited commercial breaks, right? Ten bucks a month if you want to blast through without commercials. Correct. I've got it. I think it's a worthwhile investment. But I was Same looking here. around, yeah. and there are so many shows on different streaming services that I want to see, but I don't want to sign up for the just for this one show. Because you look at Stars, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney's coming out with a streaming service. There are so many streaming services. That it seems like we might be reaching peak streaming. I think we've reached peak streaming. Yes. Now, how many do you have? In I your... have. Uh, I got rid of Hulu. Okay. So now I'm down to Amazon, DC Universe, uh-huh. Netflix, mm-hmm. and CBS. Okay. So what's that? 25? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Crunchyroll. Okay. I mean, can we count that? Yeah. Crunchyroll for the anime. So that's five. And I'm probably missing one or two that I've forgotten. 30, 40 bucks a month, maybe no, possibly 50. I, you figure the average is 10 bucks a month. So, yeah, it's about 50. Okay. So, and this Easily. is on top of your cable. cable and then you're. Which I've been dying to get rid of. Yeah. So, are you finding, because I'm finding also certain nights that there's nothing on, even though you have the 600 channels, the old cliche, right. the 600 channels. Like, I don't want to watch political talking heads. I don't want to watch reruns of The Big Bang Theory, and those are a very good show. I've seen them all. Let's go to the. To the streaming set-top box and see what's on our apps. Right. The whole point was we were going to cut the cord and we yes. were just going to do everything on the internet. But what's ended up happening is I find myself spending more money buying f- videos, renting videos, and s- paying for streaming services. It's almost as if I want to go back to the whole cable box thing, yeah. which was an all-in-one option. Yes. I didn't have to worry about it. Then I could just, you know, I could time shift stuff. It's actually be getting to the point, at the tipping point for me, where I'm looking to go, well, not even go back because I still never got off, technically. Yeah. I'm paying double. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I may just want to get rid of 
some of these streaming services yeah. and go back and go old school because it has become financially worrisome. Yeah. And Netflix just raised their prices. Yeah, so so that's more of an investment now too. And you mentioned the Disney. Disney's a gimme. They're gonna I'm gonna throw money at Disney. Yeah. It's like okay. I think it's mandatory if you're a parent, you have to sign up Seriously? for that. Well, not even for a parent. I would have done it if I didn't have any kids. What are you kidding me? Marvel, Star Wars, I all mean, the good things. All yeah. the good things. You know, and you know they're gonna come up with their own special shows that you can only get on Disney. And there's talk of an Apple streaming service coming yeah. soon. I'm I'm getting killed here. Yeah, it's killed. it's it's kind of daunting, and it's not like you can go all a cart where I would only get Hulu because I want to see The Handmaid's Tale, or I can only get Stars because I want the American Gods. Right? Yeah, yeah, you exactly. have to buy the whole thing, and a lot of these, like if you oh I'm just gonna like get it for the week and watch everything. Right. It's like no, they release the episodes once a week, so you're kind of hooked in past your trial period. Correct. And once you get your credit card, so there's yep. a hook that way. You know, I'm wondering. Well, yeah, the the case, especially cable in New York City is. Very pricey. It's pricey and, you know, spotty yeah. in some cases. I'm so, happy with my files right now. Yeah. So I was like, well, is it worth it to have a really fast uh, internet connection and then go to something like YouTube TV or something sling where you get the broadcast channels that maybe you would want to have just to have some live right. TV for much lower than what you pay for right. cable. But think about what you're saying right now. More it, streaming. Well, it's more streaming and it's more, you're paying more. You're literally making it much harder than what you had before. There are cable packages that give you apps for free that you can use to stream on your computer or you can watch stuff on your tablet if you have a cable box. Yeah, the Xfinity, like watch on that. Yeah, it's, and you I think Spectrum does that. Yeah, you it's see very. What I'm saying? Fios was offering me, if I was a new customer, Netflix for six months. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think streaming and the cold cord cutting, cable cutting thing is getting to a point where people might actually start, like I said before, they might start trickling back. It's reached a point where it doesn't make sense. It's too difficult for me now. Yeah. Well, and then they're starting to include on some of the major streaming on the cable boxes themselves. Like, isn't Netflix on, on the Oh, yeah. Comcast? Absolutely. So it's he's like, the, well, it's, it's right on the here. Box, it's on Comcast. Because after a while, I was like, well, uh, we have our Roku or whatever, but we got to switch the input to that to watch that. And then we got to switch mm-hmm. back to the cable box. And then you've got five remotes because you're bouncing around with a sound system. Warner Brothers coming out with a streaming service. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, now, remember, all the major networks have apps where you can yeah. CBS, NBC, well, CBS, obviously, but NBC, yeah, Fox. Yeah. They're part of Hulu, though, but they still have separate yeah, and what's the thing? You can watch old shows, but they have to be like a month old or whatever. Exactly. You can't like watch the most recent, unless you're a cable YouTube. subscriber and Correct. you're going to the app. Yeah, yeah, all very difficult. All yeah. very difficult. So what's the answer? Get an antenna, lose the cable altogether, you know and then the just scream? Is? All joking aside, you're going to have to suffer a little bit of pain, and you're going to have to be patient. You have to go to the model, which I know a lot of people do, is they only pay for one or two services usually the biggies like Netflix and Amazon, but they go with that and then they have to wait until it's available until the season actually shows up in whatever service. Yeah. So you wait for 12, 14 months and then it's available as a download from the Google movie store or whatever. I mean, you know, and that, that's kind of the, the, the direction I'm leaning towards because I noticed that between Amazon and Netflix, they pretty much cover all the stuff that I want. And if they don't have the show that I want, I'll rent the DVD or I'll buy the DVD or I'll go to iTunes. You know, I think, honestly, the Apple streaming service 
might be a game changer unless the media companies start doing what they did to Netflix and start withholding their content. Because they're going to put it on their own service. Correct. Exactly. Which, A, I don't want to give that money to Apple. I want to keep it myself. Problem is, you know, we're also going to reach a point where CBS Discovery, if there's only one or two shows that you're actually watching, is it really worth it? Yeah. What happens when Discovery and The Good Fight get canceled? Are you going to keep the service around? This is the thing. This is the game. I still think that Netflix, Amazon, maybe Hulu, if you get those three services, you're pretty much covered for everything you want to watch. And the option you get shows that you never knew you wanted to watch. Well, and that's one of the things I like about the CBS app, too, is because they own all of the Star Treks. You yes. can go into the library and see the entire run of every Star Trek spinoff, including the animated series that right. was on there, and just see it all. And it's they've got fans, Cheers, yeah. and they've got Frasier, and, they, and they've yeah. got a lot of shows that were owned by the production company that if you just really want to burrow into the library... They're there. So, True. so yeah, it's, a, it's I, a conundrum. It is a conundrum. I think it's a fascinating one. In a lot of ways, the way Spotify and the music services really brought home the point is that that whole idea of the, the universal jukebox uh-huh. is just, it's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. No, there's too many people who own too many properties yeah. and they want to leverage profit on those because, uh, hey, we've, we've had these classic yeah. movies forever. You're going to have to pay to see them, and you have to get our streaming app. We came close, though. Yeah. Came close. Yeah, no, every once in a while. If I didn't live in New York where an, the antenna thing was kind of dodging, yeah. and then it's better in digital, but if I was out somewhere where I got clear reception, I would totally get the digital antenna, mm-hmm. just get all my broadcasts that way, maybe three, four streaming services to fill in the gaps in the shows I really right. wanted to and see. Redbox. Yes. Yeah, and, and then cut the cable bill in half, you know, and maybe... Oh, we can save $3 a month if we watch the stupid pharmaceutical commercial yep, blocks yep, that they yep, have. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, it's it's fair. I mean, and this is clearly a first world problem. I mean, we, It is we, absolutely a first world problem. But, and it's uh, also a problem of, you know, you can't get it when you want it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're conditioned now. Hey, isn't it ironic? We are now conditioned. Before we were conditioned to take it when they served it up to us. Yeah. Now it's like, why don't I have it now? On demand. Yeah, what's going on here, huh? Yeah. Where's my, you know, where's my next episode? Because I, I, you and I are both old enough to remember like when you missed a, a primetime broadcast show. Oh, it was painful. Before VCRs, you had oh. to wait till summer reruns to catch that episode if of, you were that you lucky. missed. Yes. If you were lucky. Yeah. But So we have come a long way that way. But, yes, uh, we have. Yes, we have. But in the uh, meantime. You know, we've actually come a long way on this episode too, haven't we? We have, actually. We, yeah. We're sort of starting to, to wander into just whining now, so yes. we should probably <laughs> grab the reins. <laughs> let's wheel it back. Let's grab yes. the reins. Yes, yes. So, we so should let's, thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. And thank you to the listeners out there. We know we have listeners uh, on both sides of the, you know, both hemispheres. All we hope, the world. Uh, yes, we hope everyone finds a comfortable temperature. Yes, uh, you know, uh, wherever you're at. Wherever um, you are. It's so hard sometimes. But yes. um, but thanks again for listening to us wherever you're at. And uh, until next week when we are uh, back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Jenga. No, Jenga. Jenga. I knew you were going to say Jenga. No. I got some right here.